You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. We'll sing and take your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 tonight. I love that third verse. I don't know. I love, I love the Lamb of God, that name for Jesus. I just think it is so incredible. And, and thinking about the Passover Lamb and all the connections there to me is such a beautiful thing. I love that. And a great singing tonight. Thank you for bringing a great spirit with you. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. Now, uh, our, our Brother Josh, are we getting the heat fixed here? Is it low? Okay, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Uh, team leaders, GBC teams, don't forget tonight, right after church, we're going to meet in the choir room for about 15 minutes, okay? We'll not be super lengthy, but uh, we want to make sure we go over a few things, and so meet me over there right after church, and that would be fantastic. We're preaching and teaching uh, Sunday nights on strengthening the church strengthening the church. How do we get a strong church that, that is Christ-honoring? We've looked at several, several things. Last week we talked about faithfulness, and we looked at uh, uh, reaching in. We've looked at reaching out. We've looked at different things along uh, those lines. But tonight, when it comes to strengthening the church, I want to preach about strengthening the church through perseverance. Through perseverance. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 in your Bibles, if you're looking down there at verse number 24, Paul, this is one of the most incredible passages of Scripture to me. Paul begins not complaining, but really just numbering or explaining many of the things that he went through in his life. And I would just dare say that when we are tempted to complain about the trials and, and difficulties of life, we should read this passage of Scripture. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 24. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Remember when Jesus was whipped with the cat of nine tails 39 times? This is the same idea. He was whipped, receiving stripes 39 times. Five, uh, forty stripes, save one, except one, so 39. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. Three times he had shipwreck? I mean, you think about it, like how many times have you been in a car accident? He had three shipwrecks. I'm sorry, it's just amazing to me. Like, how does that even happen? And uh, it says there, a night and a day I've spent in the deep. Was it floating in the water? In journeyings often, in perils of waters. In perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things which are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. I mean, it, it, it's an amazing list of things. He even at one time says, in deaths often. How can you be often in death? But he, was in, he, he went through so many difficulties and so many things in his life, but they didn't stop him. 
And that's the key thought here. Look at chapter 12. Chapter 12, uh, you'll know in chapter 12 that he talks about the thorn that was given to him in the flesh, the, the, uh, the problem that he faced. A lot of people believe it had to do with his eyes, that his eyesight wasn't quite right. And he went to God three times and said, Lord, can you remove this from me? Can you, can you help me not to have this anymore? And Jesus basically uh, uh, said to him, no. And the reasoning is that Paul had seen some incredible revelations and God gave him something to humble him. But verse 8, for this I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. And I want to just preach for a little bit on this topic of perseverance when you're thinking about quitting. Perseverance is what we need. Father, bless, I pray, the next few moments of our message. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Though I am from Illinois as far as my teenage years, I am not a Chicago Bears fan because I'm also a Christian. But the Bears and the New York Giants, which I know we have a couple Giants fans here, uh, a couple of you heathen uh, as well, we had, uh, they, they were playing a game back in the days of Walter Payton, and one announcer was talking about Walter Payton. And, uh, of course, who was the Bears running back, was a great running back for many years. He had accumulated, uh, Walter Payton had accumulated over nine miles worth of rushing in his career. On the football field, nine miles worth. And another announcer at the time when the other announcer said that, said, yeah, and that's with somebody knocking him down every 4.6 yards. Because that's how many yards he averaged per carry, 4.6 yards. Think about that, nine miles and every 4.6 yards getting knocked down. And the, and the, the, the thought there was that he got back up. That's the lesson. Some of you, uh, I'm going to use an illustration that will be near and dear to some of you, but uh, there was a cartoon when I was growing up called Pinky and the Brain. How many of you know Pinky and the Brain? Can I just say, I'm, I'm amongst good people tonight. Pinky and the Brain was one of my favorite cartoons. You've never seen it. It makes no sense when I tell you about it. It was two little mice or rats, whatever they were, and uh, one had a big head. He was the brain, and then Pinky was the dum-dum, you know, and, and, uh, and every, and they, but every night, every episode, they did the same thing, and they always asked each other the question there, what are we going to do tomorrow night, brain? And then brain would say the same thing we do every night. Let's have an invitation. <laughs> yeah, try to take over the world. And I just love, as a kid, I loved that show, but I, I love the idea of just having something that you just stick with. You just stick with. He was trying to take over the world, okay, wasn't a great vision that he had, but at least he had some perseverance, you know? The Apostle Paul, as we're looking here, boy, he knew about adversity, didn't he? He knew about hurt, he knew about sorrow, he knew about a broken body, he knew about suffering, he really did. He knew about adversity, he knew about getting knocked down. But man, he, had, he could teach a master class on getting back up. Look back, if you would, at chapter 4. Chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians. Chapter 4. Look at chapter 4, verse 8. Again, Paul speaking here. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. He said, we are troubled on every side. 
yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but praise God, not forsaken. Cast down, knocked down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Look at verse 16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction. Now I would not call anything Paul went through light. But he said for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. He's saying, hey, the, the things that I'm facing in life, the adversities and the sorrows and the heartache and the pain, boy, it, it's, it's light compared to what Jesus went through, first of all, but it's also uh, momentary. And our life on this earth is so quick, it's a vapor which appears for a little time and vanisheth away. And, he, and he's saying, you know, as you go through life, if, if we can endure while we're here, if we can stay with it while we're here, boy, in heaven, it'll be an enduring and everlasting reward that we get. But we've got to stay with it. We can't quit on God just because the going gets tough. When the going gets tough, the tough get going, right? This is not light affliction, but it's a big deal. And, and you know, we live in a day of quitters and quitting. We do. Quitters and quitting. Some people have made quitting an art form. Hey, I heard you had a new job. Oh, I quit that already. Oh, yeah. did you have it a day? You know, it's amazing how fast we can quit things. Now, there, there are some good things we ought to quit. There are some good things you ought to quit, all right? Our ushers need to quit smoking. Come on. During church, all right? We need, but, but yeah, you should quit smoking. We should quit drunkenness. We should quit cussing people out. We should quit uh, things like adultery or murder or stealing or lying or cheating, sinning. There, there are good things to quit. But there are some things you're supposed to never quit. There are some things you're supposed to never walk away from and never get up on. The problem is that most people are quitting the right things and continuing to do the wrong things. The things that people quit today are not the things we're supposed to quit. People quit on God. People quit on church. People quit on their marriage. People quit on relationships. People quit on witnessing because it got difficult. People quit on Bible reading and prayer and giving. And we quit on things and church attendance when things get tough. I want to encourage you today to persevere. Stick with it. But it's tough. I know it's tough. It's rough all over. But we've got to learn to stick with it. Our church has got to persevere. Look, I, I want to just encourage you. The world's not going to get better. I know that's not very encouraging. But look, our, this city needs Gethsemane Baptist Church. If the Christians are quitting, who's reaching people? If the Christians are walking out, man, who, who's going to help these people get the gospel? Who's going to reach North Long Beach if we're not here? No, we've got to stay with it. We've got to persevere, not quit on spiritual things. But as we mentioned this morning, doing some things more and more as you see the day approaching. Praying more as we see Christ's return is imminent. Reading our Bibles, studying the Word of God more as we see the day of Christ approaching. Hey, being more faithful to church and showing up for a Wednesday night prayer meeting. More and more. Giving more. Going more. Serving more. As we see the day approaching. One of my favorite quotes, Charles Spurgeon said, By perseverance, the snail reached the ark. 
Think on that for a minute. By perseverance, the snail reached the ark. There's a Danish proverb, not that I'm into reading Danish proverbs, but I found this one. And it said, the next mile is the only one a person really has to make. The next mile is really the, one, uh, the only one a person has to make. Winston Churchill was given a commencement speech at Oxford. And of course, famously at, at that time, he said his, his whole message was never give up. Never, never give up. I like reading about World War II and different things. And Douglas MacArthur said, age wrinkles the body. Quitting wrinkles the soul. Age wrinkles the body, quitting reach, uh, wrinkles the soul. If you look at the definition of perseverance, perseverance is just not giving up. It's persistence and tenacity. The effort required to do something and keep doing it to the end, even if it's hard. I think about when I was in college, there were times where I felt like quitting. I mean, in high school, I felt like there were times I felt like quitting. I could probably go back down to elementary school and, and uh, K-5 and think of times I felt like quitting. Hey, in the ministry, have there been times where I felt like quitting? There, there have before in the past. Have there been times where you felt like quitting church? Maybe. Have there been times where you felt like walking out on your job? More than likely. Maybe some of you, there have been times where you felt like quitting on your family. But, but did you? And if you're still with it, hey, then stay with it. Stay with it. Continue to persevere and just keep going. I want to just give you a couple of thoughts tonight very quickly here, and I have four points, so this is not the best message because we know three is, is the magic number, but, but tonight I have four quickly. Number one, I want to say this. Persevere through failure. Take your Bible, go to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, I meant to read this verse a minute ago, these verses. Hebrews chapter 10. These are some verses that are some of the most encouraging verses in the Bible to me. I love these verses. Hebrews chapter 10. I want you to look at, as toward the end of your Bible, if you're not familiar with it, go to the back and come back the other way and you'll hit Hebrews after a few minutes there. Hebrews chapter number 10, I want you to look down at verse number 32. Hebrews 10, 32, the Bible says, but call to remembrance the former days in which after ye were illuminated, you received the light, ye endured a great fight of afflictions, partly whilst ye were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst ye became companions of them that were so used. For ye had compassion of me in my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves. So they were enduring something, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and enduring substance. I love this verse. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience. Patience in our terminology means uh, basically like putting up with something for a long time. Patience in the Bible was cheerful endurance. Cheerful endurance. Perseverance. For ye have need of patience. That after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while... And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. 
Hey, he, don't cast away your confidence. You, you believe in what you're doing. You believe the gospel is right. You believe the word of God. You believe church is important and you're living accordingly. Don't cast that away just because afflictions come. Don't cast that away just because uh, persecutions come. Because know this, when you stick with it and you live for God and you do what God is telling you to do and you just stay faithful, one day he that shall come is going to come. And when he comes, you're going to be so glad you stuck with it. How sad would it be if you walked out on God tomorrow and he comes on Tuesday? No, it's always too soon to quit. It's always too soon. Stay with it. And I want you to see here, persevere through failures. Persevere through failures. Even when you're messing up, even when you're falling on your face, even when you can't seem to beat that sin, persevere. Keep going. Galatians 6, 9, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I grew up, as I've mentioned many times in church, I use illustrations about where I grew up, and you know that I was born in the South. I was born in Little Rock, Arkansas. I know we got some Arkansans in here as well. And uh, I, I remember growing up in the South, when you hear that Southern people use duct tape for everything, that's no joke. Duct tape is used for everything. It's, I mean, you get a cut, your, your dad's like, there you go. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was ubiquitous. So it, it, was, it was two things. It, 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 if you go to any southern house, you will find two things, I can guarantee it. You may not find a toothbrush. You may not find a comb. You may not find soap. But you will, I'm just kidding, <laughs> probably you will. But you will find duct tape and WD-40. You will find those two things in every home. Did you know that WD-40 has like over 100 uses? My nephew did a paper on it for college. You can even treat arthritis with WD-40. Don't drink it. I think you spray it on or something. It takes paint off the walls, yet you can still put it on your skin. WD stands for water displacement. 40 stands for how many times it took it to get it right. 39 failures, and now we have the miracle product of WD-40, every Southerner's favorite thing besides duct tape, but 39 failures, but they got it right. I think about Proverbs 24, 16, for a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. So we got one person falling and getting up, we got one person falling and staying down. I want to be the guy that gets back up. I want to be the guy that, hey, even though I fall on my face and I make mistakes and I, I sin, I want to get right back up, get right back into service, recover the lost ground. I don't want to miss time. I'm 38 years old. I'll be 39 in a couple months. I already feel like my life is going by so fast. I don't have time to lose. Hey, we're all going to, we're all going to mess up. Let's get back up and even through failure, let's persevere. Let's persevere. Some of you are so hard on yourselves overly hard on yourselves and you beat yourselves up and you tell yourself that, that God could never use somebody like you you need to keep going because Satan would love to trip you up Satan would love to have a stumbling block some of you are not hard enough on yourselves you fail and fail and fail and, and never learn from your mistakes there's a balance here somewhere but everybody falls everybody failures everybody fails but what matters most is what you do next you're going to get up or not hey I misread my bible this week what are you going to do tomorrow? What's going to be different? Hey, my prayer closet is what it ought to be, and I just got busy this week. Well, what are you going to do different this week? 
I know I should have given that person an invitation to church or a track. Well, let's do something different this week. We all fail. But let's get back up. Persevere. Persevere. There's an old adage that's something to the effect of those who have succeeded more than most have failed more than most. With Michael Jordan, I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I have succeeded. I read one time the track record of a politician, and uh, I have it here, the, the, tra- the track record. At 22 years old, this, this politician failed in business. At 23, he ran for legislator and was defeated. At 24, he failed again in a business venture. At 25, he was elected to legislature. At 26, his sweetheart died. At 27, he had a nervous breakdown. At 29, he was defeated for speaker. At 31, he was defeated for elector. At 34, he was defeated for Congress. At 37, he got elected to Congress. At 39, he was defeated for Congress again. At 46, he was defeated for Senate. At 47, he was defeated for Vice President. At 49, he was defeated for Senate. But when he was 51, Abraham Lincoln was elected the President of the United States. It's a lot of failure. A lot of failure. Glad he stuck with it. Pretty good president. I know in our society, nobody's good enough nowadays, but I think Abraham Lincoln was a pretty good president. Stuck with it. Are you going to stick with it? Oh, but I failed. Join the crowd. Get up, dust yourself off, and walk on for Jesus. You going to stay down? No. We all fail. Get back up and go again. Our kids ride bikes or scooters. When they fall, we don't carry them to the house and lay them in bed. We say, get back up, dust yourself off, and get right back on. Why? Because if they don't do it then, they're not going to do it. Get up. Hey, persevere through failure. Secondly, persevere through fears. Persevere through fears. 2 Timothy 1.7, I love this verse because Paul is speaking to one of his uh, young men that became a preacher named Timothy. And if you read 1st and 2nd Timothy, so many times Paul is telling Timothy, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Hey, do what you got to do. Do, it, do what's right. And he says in 2nd Timothy 1-7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so again and again he tells Timothy, Timothy, you, you cannot let fear keep you from pressing on. You cannot let fear get in the way of doing what you got to do because fear can paralyze people. I see all the time teenagers graduate and and, and fear paralyzes them so they do nothing. I see people in in, in college and and then when they get in the workforce, fear paralyzes them so they do nothing. And that's what fear likes to do. It's analysis paralysis. Keeps people from doing right. I love in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, the Bible says, But by faith Noah, being warned of God of things, not yet as seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his house. Fear didn't uh, paralyze Noah. Fear, uh, fear motivated Noah. Uh, fear got Noah to, to, do, to get up and do something. Even though he had the fear, he still persevered. He had the fear of, of what's going to happen. He kept going. I know that most people don't tell others about Christ because of fear. What are they going to say? What are they going to do? How are they going to respond? What, you know, fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear, fear of it being awkward, fear of, hey, I don't know what to say, fear of man. King David knew about fear. David was on the run, yet he kept going, and he said this in Psalm 56, 3, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. 
What do you do when you're afraid? You, you don't quit. You trust God. You keep going. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of coming out soul winning and someone not being nice? Are you afraid of, of someone not, uh, hey, we'll, we'll work with you, we'll train you. What is it that you're afraid of? I don't know what fears you're facing. It could be, could be something financial. could be something physical. could be something with your family. But I want to encourage you. Persevere. Keep going. I see people come into financial trouble and then they decide to stop tithing. That's not the answer. The answer is to live by faith. And do what God says to do and persevere doing the right thing. Even when there are fears and failures. Persevere through failure. Persevere through fears. Can I say persevere through the fire? Persevere through the fire. Through trials, difficulties, afflictions that come your way. In 1 Peter 4.12, the Bible says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. you, you don't think it's weird that you're going through trials. Everybody does. And it's the trial of faith oftentimes. You know, life is tough, but some patches seem to be a lot tougher than others. When I was a sophomore at Bible college, I told you this before, but I got a phone call that my, <clears throat> my grandfather... My dad's dad had fallen asleep at the wheel and had died. He was probably the, I was probably the closest to him. Um, we had a very special relationship. He was a chess player. I, was a ch I learned chess from him. We played for hours at a time. We were very close. I got that phone call as a sophomore in college. I flew back to Arkansas. Had the funeral. Tough. Difficult. Don't know if he was saved. Conviction set in because I'd gotten into church two years before that, hadn't seen him, but I didn't call him, didn't witness to him. Such conviction. I have no idea. I know he read the Bible when he was younger. I know he went to church. I have no idea if he was saved. There's hope in my heart. Two weeks later, my, my, my wife, my wife, my sister's husband had a brother who committed suicide. Two weeks later, I got a phone call saying that my grandmother on my other side had a heart attack and passed away on the way to the hospital. So now I get back on the plane, go back to Arkansas for the other side of the family. Can I tell you, that there, was some, there was some dark days. There was some sadness. There was, <laughs> there was a, a trial. There was some fire. There was some times of wanting to walk away. But I tell you, I'm so glad I just stuck with it. Glad I persevered. God, I didn't quit. Sometimes, though, tithe, uh, 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 I keep mixing up words. I, sometimes life can be so tough. Life can be hard. And it seems like, you know, when it rains, it pours. It seems like it's not like one trial, and then you wrap that one up, and then you have a good space of time, and then you have another, another one, little one, and you wrap that one up. And then, no, it seems like it, all of a sudden everything's great, and then boom, 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 boom. That's how life can seem sometimes. But I want to say, look, no matter what happens, when the fire is in your life, don't quit. I don't know if you're in a tough spot right now. Are you going to quit? Are you going to throw in the towel? Are you going to press on or persevere? Well, there's really no other option. You've got to keep going. In 1 Peter 1.7, it says that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, Though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. 
I heard a preacher say one time, be kind to everybody because everybody's going through something. Everybody's going through something. Many of you may know the name John Wesley. John Wesley was a preacher long ago, and uh, I, I, read, I came across an entry that he made to his journal. He, he was a preacher, and, and, and just an amazing preacher. And let me just read for you briefly here some of his journal. Sunday, a.m., May 5th. Preached in St. Anne's, was asked not to come back anymore. Sunday p.m. May 5th, preached in St. John's. Deacon said, get out and stay out. Sunday a.m. May 12th, preached at St. Jude's, can't go back there either. Sunday a.m. May 19th, preached in somebody else's church. Deacons called special meeting and said I couldn't return. Sunday p.m. May 19th, preached on the street, got kicked off the street. Sunday a.m. May 26th, preached in a meadow, chased out of the meadow as a bull was turned loose during the service. Boy, I've never had that happen. Sunday a.m. June 2nd, preached out at the edge of town, got kicked off the highway. And then lastly, Sunday p.m. June 2nd. In the afternoon, I preached in a pasture and 10,000 people came out to hear me. Wow. I'm glad he didn't give up Sunday a.m., June 2nd, because he got to preach to 10,000 people and share the gospel. What am I saying? Look, you, you may be going through the difficulty. You may feel like you're going through the fire. But don't quit. Persevere. Don't quit on God. Don't quit on church. Don't quit just because things get tough. Persevere through failures. Persevere through fears. Persevere through the fire. But can I just say lastly, persevere with fervency. Persevere, but, but don't just persevere. Persevere with fervency. What do you mean? In Romans chapter 12, verse 11, the Bible tells us to be not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Oftentimes we have people that say, I've persevered, I've been in this ministry or this church for 30 years. Yeah, but how are you in that church? How are you serving in that ministry? Are you still fervent? Are you still growing? Are you still passionate? Are you still pressing on? Are you still trying to make a difference? Are you still excited about what you're doing? And I want to just say, hey, look, persevere, stick with it, keep going, but also do it with passion. Do it with, with excitement. Do it with, with a, 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 a fervency and a zeal for the things of God. I know we, we can't always do that. Sometimes we're just getting through one foot after the other. But, but look, staying in something for so long, if you're miserable for 30 years, no, let's decide, hey, I'm going to stick with it, but I'm also going to stick with it with a good attitude. I'm also going to go through it with the right spirit. I wonder tonight in what area you're struggling. Maybe, and again, I don't know everybody's situation here. Maybe there's something financially, and you're just like, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. Maybe there's something with, with your health, and you're, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Maybe it's a job-related situation. It's a family thing. It's a spouse thing. It's a kid's thing. It's a work thing. I don't know. Maybe it's a spiritual thing. I want to just tell you, no rewards for quitting. You've got to stay with it. Cast not away your confidence because there's going to come a day soon when he that shall come will come. And what's he want? Moreover, it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. He wants to find us still serving, still working, still pressing on. So church, get somebody Baptist church, let's persevere. 
Let's walk on for Jesus. Let's not quit. When the going gets tough, when COVID hits a church, when whatever else may come, we're going to stick with it. Father, thank you so much, Lord Jesus, that in the Garden of Gethsemane, things were tough for you. But I'm so thankful that even though you prayed great sweat drops of blood, I'm so thankful you still went to the cross for me. You kept going, even when it was tough, to say the least. I'm thankful for people in the Bible that stuck with it. And Lord, I pray tonight if there be some people here this evening that have been thinking about quitting something, that they know they ought not to quit, I pray that you'd strengthen them today to say, you know what, I'm going to keep pressing on. I'm going to keep walking on for Jesus, one foot after the other. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Let's stand together, please. And if God has spoken to you, I invite you to spend some time at the altar tonight praying. Welcome to pray in your seat as well, of course. I wonder if there's something in your life that God is speaking to you about, saying, don't quit. Don't quit. Could be today that Jesus comes for me and you. Let's persevere. Let's be faithful. What if I fail? Hey, everybody fails. Keep going. What if I'm afraid? Hey, everybody's afraid of something. Keep going. What if I'm going through the fire? Hey, you got to keep going. Let's do it with passion to serve God. I thank you tonight for a church full of people that haven't quit and walked out on you. I'm thankful for people that are still keeping on, keeping on. Even when the going gets tough, when sorrows are mounting, when trials are abounding, God, your people are still marching on. And I thank you for that. I pray God.